Oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Man, it's been a minute since I felt I heard I this beat. It's a I know. It's a bop, it and I forgot about it. It is a bop, and oh my gosh, we had to call an emergency audible. Uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode of GFB Express, that was released yesterday, the quick hitters. I kind of covered this, but oh my gosh, I went into a meeting. I was on the phone with for like an hour and a half this morning. And at the start of the meeting, I saw that you shared the link from Late Kick with Josh Pate, and he, mm-hmm. where he said, uh, you know, if you're like in your prayers tonight, please include the Pac-12, which that was a masterful line. I swear that's the kind of line where he thought that up and was like, okay, I got to end my segment with this. So now we got to plan this whole segment to lead to the crescendo up to this line. But then I come out of this meeting and the discord is going nuts. And I see that freaking Breckman McMurphy is saying that ion is in negotiations with the Pac-12, but now between when we started, when we said, hey, we got to get on this and start doing talk now, emergency dunk contest to Stuart Mandel is saying that sources are telling The Athletic that that is not the case. We got a source off. Which, given the time, okay, what are the odds that obviously, okay, so obviously things of this nature, let's, let's kind of set a framework here. How many people actually know what the hell is going on no no with specifically with Dude, negotiations heard- with me because the way this works right like there's the conference office so brett yormark george klayovkov they are greg sankey whoever the big 10 person is going to hire and then i don't remember the acc because they don't matter um their office, they are talking with the TV partners and then they're relaying what they hear, whatever is going back to the university presidents and the ADs, but they're hearing everything secondhand themselves. So anything that does come out, like it is, there's a lot of deliberate leaks, right? Whether it's something good, something bad, you know, maybe there's people, but I think, you know, most reporters, they're smart enough to know that it's like, Hey, if they hear something from somebody who works for a big 12 school, that's related to the PAC 12, like it's not this like constant, this conspiracy theory of like these are plants by the Big Twelve to badmouth the Pac twelve. Like they don't know. Like when stuff is getting when Brett McMurphy or Stuart Mandel is reporting something about the Pac twelve, they're hearing that from someone related adjacent to the Pac twelve. They're not going to think like because they know like Brett Yormark is not going to be texting it like the I don't know maybe Bob Iger is texting Brett Yormark and being like LOL dude we're going to screw over the Pac-12 ha 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 thanks for signing your contract with us six months ago like that's not how it works so there's a very small number of people that actually know and the it's it's almost like I mean there's a lot of it where it's definitely putting it out we talked about this before we got our invite right like the Athletic ran the article of pack big 12 expected to run, you know, to invite Houston, Cincinnati, UCF and BYU in coming days or weeks, whatever. Right. Yep. And it's like, that's the, okay, this is definitive. We're going to put this out here. We're going to see what the reaction is. The reaction is, yeah, those are pretty solid. Like they deserve to go up. You know, they're, they have good fan bases. They're in good spots. Like it's the best that they can, you know, it's the best they can make due to the situation versus similar to where the pack 12 was leaking. Like, going to maybe invite SMU and San Diego state. It's like, it's the field test of what is going on. So with that framework set, what are the odds that someone told McMurphy that this was happening or that they was someone inside the PAC 12 headquarters in San Francisco 
close to jo- to uh, what a Daddy George, as our delusional Ute friends up north call him. Ugh, makes it cringe. It's weird as hell. Um, that said, okay, yeah, Ion is an option. And then the public outrage was so bad that immediately we were like, quick, tell someone else, like, nope, it's not happening. This is fake. Like, abort mission, abort mission, abort mission. Yeah, I mean, both of these both of these journalists, right? We got a source off, and I'm going to lean into source off because I think it's fun. But both of them could be true. Like, right. it's not. This isn't a random was, 247 guy. It's not a random blogger from West Virginia. Like, it's Stuart Mandel and Brett McMurphy. Like, those and, are two of the most connected guys. Yeah, and so it's 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 an hour that separated McMurphy and Mandel's tweet. Absolutely, it could have been, hey, uh, we're looking at Ion. Let's leak this, and let's just see what the reaction is. Oh, no, it's terrible reaction. Hey, Ion, appreciate the call, but we're not going to entertain this any further. Somebody call Mandel. I mean, it could have it could have been like that, and it could have been. I I choose to believe that. I, that I think is... so too. I think so too. And if you're an Ion TV executive, why wouldn't you right now make a call to the Pac-12? Like you're looking at it, you're looking at your programming, and this weekend there is a Law and Order SVU marathon all day Saturday, followed by an NCIS marathon all day Sunday. You're looking at your Don't programming. Really bonanza. Or yeah. Golden you're, Girls, is that still on there? Or no, they're, 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 no, they're, they're crime. Wrote, a lot of crime shows. A lot of mystery wrote's got to be on there. So if you're that TV executive and you're looking at this TV landscape and saying, hey, I could potentially get some live sports programming, which is valuable, and I could get it for cheap, of course you're making that phone call. That could be all that happened. And then the Pac-12 is saying, ah, I don't know. Let's leak this and see how this is received. Oh, received bad. Move along. That could be and probably is what happened. However, the the fact that it happened is an indication that things are not good. Yeah, there's always not well in Zion. Where where are they? I don't even know where their headquarters is. It still in in California? Did they move to Vegas? I don't know where they are. I don't think they've moved yet, but that was like the plan. Once the lease runs out, so. With yeah, so with the, I mean, with all of this, right? And all of this, there's, um, if there is all of this going on, back to what I was saying, it's like things are not well. It, it is amazing if you come sign up at Cougar Sports Insider because you get access to. You cannot post on every board, but you can read every twenty four seven affiliates board you cannot read san diego state because even though they may be on the cusp of a p5 affiliation they do not have enough fans that they have and there's nobody running their 24 7 sports page so you can't read san diego state but i welcome you to come read utah's board because it is hilarious the roller coaster of things from uh pointing out that or trying to say that it's ESPN figures out how much they're going to offer you based on how many people live in the areas, which I guess they got that from the big 10 networks saying, Hey, we can get more in LA and New York by adding Rutgers in Maryland and the DC area and USC and UCLA. But now they're applying that to national ESPN, which is already carried everywhere. So somehow we backdoored into numbers of ESPN is going to offer $36 million a year to the Pac-12 if they add. It was 25 in August, but then adding San Diego State will get it up to 30 and adding SMU will get up to $36 million a year. You know, all of these things, but it's, I felt like, you know, 
a couple weeks ago, we were saying they're going to end up on USA Network. Ha ha ha. That'll be funny. And now Ion, and I think the exact words you said on the Discord were, Brett McMurphy could not have picked a funnier channel if he was trying to make a joke. No, like that. This is the this is rock bottom. That and it's, it's and has, wait, now, which TV deal is worse, the Live Tour on the CW <laughs> or Pac-12 Sports no, at least on CW, Ion? At least CW is carried everywhere, but like Ion isn't even available in, in markets like Phoenix, right? Like part yeah, of it was like Phoenix, market. Tucson, Denver, the Pacific so, Northwest. I, I will say, join Cougar Sports Insider because of the BYU content. Yes, that's a that's an ancillary benefit, but we kill it over at BYU on on the BYU side. So join me because no, don't the, the, there's no we in there. It's you. I that kill is it your over there. You kill it. Uh, Mitch Harper still involved over there at Cougar Sports Insider. So so come on board. Like it's great for BYU content. Uh, don't join just to troll. Don't be a troll. But it, there is uh, some benefit in checking out other other boards for sure. Um, but right now you don't need to go to the other boards, right? You expect fans to say crazy things. You expect fans to come up with scenarios that are like, Hey, uh, yeah, we're going to get $2 per person or whatever. You expect that from a fan, but right now real journalists are trolling the PAC 12 with real news. The ion network is the ultimate troll. That's what that is. And if that is real in any way, shape or form, there's no fan there's no rivalry smack. There's no Big 12 account that is anonymously making videos. There is nothing that could have been fantasized that trolls the Pac-12 harder than an actual, big, like, real, reputable journalist saying the Ion Network is a legitimate possibility for their games. And it's... The funniest thing to me is the fans of Southern School where it's like they think every national reporter who all they're all out to get them and it's all plants by the big 12. Like I am amazed <laughs> at either the delusion or the power. Like if that is the if that is the sway that Brett well, Yormark has, we hired the best we have the best damn commissioner in all of college it's sports. If if he's a... controlling one hundred percent of the narrative oh, of, of the entire landscape of the entire country is all controlled by the Big Twelve, then hell yes, I am a fan. Yeah, I I, I I can't I can't wrap my head around even that conspiracy theory. And you guys know I'm a conspiracy theorist. It was the same media outlets who were saying just a year ago that the Big Twelve was practically dead. It was, it was a year ago that Stuart Mandel, Brett McMurphy, all of them were saying, hey, look, things are bad in Big 12 town. And all of the Big 12 schools were like, no, we're going to be okay. Like the same outlets that are saying this about the Pac-12, that the Pac-12 fans are like, oh, no, that you're a Big 12 shrill. They were predicting the demise of the Big 12 a year ago, six months ago. So like, come on, guys, like just use some common sense with your conspiracy theories. Be conspiracy theorists, but you got to have it rooted in at least some sort of reality for it to yeah. be believable. And right now you're not, right? Like the moon, maybe we didn't get there because has that flag floating, right? Like at least there's some sort of like reality that makes you go, huh, that is weird. But there's nothing with this idea that all these national writers are like big 12 hawks. No. No, that that's not. Yes, how it's works. Stuart Mandel, Big Twelve honk, the same guy that wrote an article, a very poorly done analysis of 
TV numbers saying that the Pac-12 was going to be okay. And he didn't think, you know, I mean, it was the funniest thing to me is when fans are like, well, was it uh, Aurand and Marshand, like the two guys from the Sports Business Journal who their entire job is to report about things like this right. are when they're saying it. And even back in like August or October, whenever it was, when they said the Pac and ESPN are hundreds of millions of dollars apart. And the offer at the time was like for 24 and a half a school a year. And then they said they rejected it. And then the big 12 a couple of weeks later pulls in close to $32 million a year. And then this other narrative that like the big 12 left money on the table, they screwed us over. Like it was their fault. And it's, I think Andy Staples said it best on his podcast where he said, you know, you're the three-star linebacker. There's a school that offered two, three-star linebackers. One took, but there's only one spot and whoever commits first gets the scholarship. Yeah. And that's it. You got outplayed exactly. point blank. You got outplayed. Now, how much, what the final numbers. And I mean, really now it's the, the number is going to be dropping every day because there's nobody left. Fox doesn't nobody. want it. CBS doesn't want it. ESPN. You already turned your nose up and said that number is not good enough for us. So if you go back to ESPN now and say, Hey, can we get that 25 million that you offered us six months ago? No. That's not going to happen. ESPN. They just, Disney just did massive layoffs. And I know that they, you know, that Disney treats each of their verticals of business are treated separately and they have their own PL responsibility for it. Like they don't cover things up. And so ESPN is its own thing that's got to run on its own thing. So obviously Disney doing things at large and laying off a bunch of people doesn't necessarily affect ESPN, but there is still the, the issue that ESPN is, plus is hemorrhaging money disney plus is losing money hulu like all of these streaming wars of we are going to gain subscriber growth at all costs because this is the future like that runway is done there's no money there hulu lost four billion dollars last year. the economy is just different and that's playing as much of a role in this as anything else right i mean even scripts even the owner the parent company of ion they laid off 300 employees literally today Right. So nobody has money right now. The economic landscape has changed. The the even the stock market. Right. The stock market is no longer rewarding companies like Netflix because they have a lot of subscribers. As things have started to shift and the outlook of the future looks like, hey, we better hold on to our money and get back to some financial principles and not growth and future principles. People are tightening the purse strings. That's just what's happening. And it's happening at the consumer level. It's happening at the commercial level. That's why you're seeing all of these these layoffs across the board. And it's happening at the TV media landscape level. And it isn't just other conferences that the Pac-12 is competing against. The NBA is going up for bid. Valley Sports has a lot of MLB contracts, and they're about to declare bankruptcy. So there could be some some opportunities for for these big yeah, ESPN boxes to get into Major League Baseball. The college football playoff has their own set of rights that are coming up here in a year. Right, that's not affiliated with any individual conference. That's its own thing that these TV networks have to bid on. So there's bigger, more proven, more must see TV type deals that are on the horizon. Cash is drying up, and the Pac-12 is not must-see TV. And frankly, neither is the Big 12, but the Big 12, exactly like you said, Big 12 took the spot. They recognized, hey, look, we may not be the hot ticket like the Big 10 and the Big and the SEC are, but here's a, a valuable ticket. We may not be getting floor seats, but we're in the lower bowl, so we're going to swoop those up right now. 
And if we're leaving money on the table, consider that an investment into our secure future. Yeah. And there's make that call. And now they're scrambling. They are scrambling. And the big thing too, and I don't know if, did you listen to the interview that uh, when Brett Yormark went on with John Wilner and John Consano Mm -hmm. that he, you know, all of the things, and I didn't even think about, honestly, I, this did not cross my mind until Yormark went on that interview because all of the things it was like, oh, well, college sports is college sports. And so everything was talking about, it's like the big 12 is trying to cut the pac 12 in line and is trying to do this. And it's, and then that will lock it up until the next TV because sec got their deal. The big 10 just did there. So it's like, that will be done until 2029. And your mark went and said, no, like it's not just college sports. Like we looked at everything. The MLS just got their thing, you know, MLB, their contract with Bally was new. What is the NHL? They moved from NBC to back to ESPN. I don't know when their thing runs out. The NBA is trying to negotiate right now and basketball popularity is going through the roof, especially as football declines like basketball, especially with younger generations. And that's why your Mark is saying, you know, his goal is at some point to spin off and he wants a separate media deal for big 12 basketball because he believes in the product that much and the ratings that it's pulling, which there's a lot of many big 12 basketball games on ESPN, ESPN two are outdrawing pac 12 football games. Yeah, which is a, lot. A, a big, you know, there's a lot going on. So he said, and that, you know, says look at UFC. About, that says more about big 12 basketball than it does pack 12 football, which is, I yes. think what, what your mark is, is said is that basketball is an undervalued product right now. Yes. If we invest in it. We're going to be able to see greater returns on basketball than anybody else is. And I think yeah. he's already proving that to be true. Yeah, he definitely was pretty true, but he was looking at the big picture. I think that's where the Pac-12, they got sucked into just, they only worried about the Big 12, but the Big 12 worried about everybody. And so look, it doesn't, you're not just fighting for other conferences. Like there's other sports, like popularity is changing. There's, you know, TV ratings have changed, fan things. Like, did you know that the original kickoff game for the XFL, the OG XFL in 2001, that 15 million people watched that game on NBC. Just consumption patterns of media have changed. But I think the most infuriating, one of the most infuriating things with me across all of this is when people call like YouTube, when they say like, oh, your games are on streaming. When they try to say that Fubo, YouTube TV, Hulu Live, Sling, whatever, calling that stream, that is not streaming. That is digital delivery of cable, right? That is internet cable. You are not streaming. When they say streaming platforms, that is Amazon Prime Thursday night NFL game. That is MLS season pass, only available on Apple Plus. Yes, you have another thing that you can click into and it doesn't seem like a lot right because you have on your roku or your apple tv or what have you your smart platform stream your smart device that you can go click in and jump from app to app and it seems as if it's like oh well if everything is broken up the way that there's you know this is just like going to a different channel it's like there's a lag time it's not well, you're going in, you have to exit the app. It's when you click, it takes a second for that app to boot up. And then there's the menus different. So you're not like, you have to switch your context switch of which menu is this? Okay, I got to go here. And you can't just like have a TV guide where you're jumping back and forth or double click a picture in picture or double click to swap back channels. Like that's not an option. So that well, is and what the internet lose? cable and streaming are not the same thing. No, they're not. And what you lose with streaming is, I mean, how many times do you watch a, an Oregon state versus Arizona game? Because you are looking for football and you stumble upon that game. Right. And it's like, Oh, Hey, close game or whatever. So you watch it. You don't get that. Right. And, and, and for most of the pac 12, for most of the big 12, right. They have their fans. BYU, we have the, our, our, we're, we're fans. 
BYU football is must-see TV for a BYU fan. If you're not a BYU fan, it's not must-see TV, right? You don't plan to see BYU versus Baylor the same way a BYU fan, me, plans to watch Michigan and Ohio State. It's just not that must-see appointment-type television. And if you go to a streaming platform, not a digital delivery of a cable channel, if you go to a streaming platform, you're no longer visible for those, those browsers, for those casual fans, for the fans that are just looking for football, and that's the game that they find. You lose that. Because if everybody else is on a linear ch- uh, cable channel, nobody's going to just stumble upon Oregon State and Washington State playing on Amazon Prime if I have to exit my cable delivery, my YouTube TV, in order to get to Amazon Prime. That's different. And, and, and I think that that's what's being lost. And I think that that is why the ION network sort of made sense, right? Like more than, more than a, it doesn't make sense, but more sense than going all in on Apple TV, right? Because yeah. at least ION, while not great, while really bad, at least it's linear. So you have something there. Yeah. There's the well, potential there. And I think the fact that this is even a story, even something that we're talking about, is kind of an indication that the Pac-12 wants linear. We could talk all day long about cutting the cord and pay TV is dead and blah, 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 blah. It's not dead today. Well, and, and it's, it's not, not going to die overnight. It's not going to die overnight. And it's when you look at the drop of pay TV subscribers that is not going to continue in a linear fashion because if you do not care about sports sports are the only thing that I guess maybe if you watch the Grammys or whatever you care about those but it's like sports are the only thing where live TV matters so if your household does not care about sports then you don't need live TV and that's where you know people it's like oh well people are dumping TV for streaming but you're going to get to that floor where the people are left are people like you and me, where if I could pay for a sports only TV service, athletic got into TV and just signed deals with everybody. I would pay whatever it takes. If I could pay 50 bucks a month to only have to, I mean, well, I pay like 75 bucks a month for Fubo. Now, if I could take 20 bucks a month off of that and I only have 15 channels, but it's ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN, U, ESPN news, sec network, ACC network, uh, like Fox, Sports one, FS two, CBS Sports, NBC Sports is dead. So what that's nine channels. Oh, MLB network, red zone, NBA network. Right. Okay, that's 13 channels. That's all I need. If I had just that, oh, and then like the Bally's, right? Like all the, yeah. the regional sports networks. Okay, if I had just that, then I would be totally content. And that's what that is the people that you're running into. So you're gonna hit that floor. And push come to shove, there's still a lot of damn people that like sports a lot. And that is every night they come home and they want to flip on and see what the game is that's on TV. Even, you know, they may ebb and flow throughout the year because you're a football guy. So you don't really pay attention to basketball until the playoffs start, whatever, all of that. But it's like, you're going to hit that floor. So you can't just say, oh, well, everyone is going to streaming. Like, no, they are not. And if they're going to streaming, then the streaming services are going like Netflix getting into the game of live sports would have to then increase the subscriber fees. People already don't like that. They've increased their prices because they feel like the shows are not good there, especially as NBC, Disney, et cetera, have launched their own networks and clawed their content back from Netflix. The value prop of Netflix, I canceled my Netflix account because I was like, well, there's not really anything that is 
I'm dying like jonesing to have here that I can't just sign up for a month later if I want to yep. watch a one-off show. And so there's, I'm like, why am I paying 20 bucks a month for this when I, it's the streaming service I use least. So Netflix is, is, you know, the streaming service is just, it's not, oh, young people are getting all in on streaming and they don't care about linear TV. It's no young people who don't care about sports who you're never going to, they're never going to be your customer anyway. So that does not matter at all. The, the conversation should be live TV, right? Young people are changing their live viewing habits and watching Twitch streams, right? Watching YouTube live, watching people go live on TikTok. That's what they're watching live. Sports fans are still watching sports live the same way they always have, but they're no longer watching sitcoms when they air because that's the only place you get to see it. Right. Because they're being stored on demand and able to be streamed and that's, that's the difference. It isn't about just cutting the cord. It's about everything other than sports has changed. And I look at the MLS and they have their exclusive deal now with, uh, with, with Apple, with Apple TV. And it's being packaged as an add-on, right? You don't get the MLS package. It's like 100 bucks a year or whatever. Yeah, you don't get the MLS package as, if you're subscribed to Apple TV to watch Ted Lasso. You have to pay an additional $100. So even Apple is kind of hedging their bet and saying – look, I don't think that we can just totally integrate this yet. They're not willing to make that cost because they don't know what the real demand is. And so by having a spinoff package for the course of this contract, or at least the beginning of this contract, they can see, okay, we made a $250 you know, million a year bet that people will subscribe. It won't take long to say, whoa, we didn't get the 2.5 million subscribers that we need yeah. in order to break even. This isn't going to work for us. And then and they're out. And they're global. So they, they're, that is what yeah. they, is like, and that's a global deal. So that's like people in and China. And a global maybe, sport. People, right. right. So, so that, it's, that when you think out of regional 200, two and yeah. a half million accounts out of 8 billion people in the world, a lot of whom really like soccer, maybe that's not terrible. Right. But it's, it's also just with the streamers, like, and you wrote about this a couple of weeks ago. Why do we think that Amazon or Apple, who has never done this before, never done the live sports thing before, that they are going to magically figure it out faster than Fox, ESPN, or NBC do. Yeah, that does. It doesn't make it that doesn't, doesn't make any do, sense. ESPN make any is sense. already like, doing it, right? ESPN, ESPN Plus, Plus is going to be bigger. Yeah, it's there. It's already. If you have Hulu, you go into Hulu, and you also have ESPN Plus. It surfaces all the ESPN Plus, yeah. so you already have that more channel-like jump-around experience. And so I think if anything, it's a matter of time where ESPN plus is going to become, this is the must have sports package because they are gathering things or, you know, or cause even, I don't know how much of Fox still owns Hulu, but Hulu initially was launched as a joint venture between like ABC and Fox and all the networks to be like, Hey, there's this but, Netflix thing. We got to get together and try to put our shows together. Even Fox too, right? Like Fox is Fox Sports has figured it out that hey, we need to stream. I watched the entire Super Bowl on the Fox Sports app without having to log in via Xfinity. Well, that's, right? That's I just, all Fox is, and that's all that they're doing. And, and Fox so, is like because Fox sold all of their the Fox sold all of their actual TV studios and stuff was sold to Disney. So the only business that Fox yeah. itself is in now it, is distributing stuff like the Simpsons, which is owned and made by ABC still and sports. And and sports. I mean, Fox owns like 60% of the USFL because they're trying to fill live sports content because they know that is what pays the bills is people exactly. want to watch sports. And, and so, 
even Fox, right? Even having that Fox Sports app that is just out there for free to download. Why on earth are we thinking that Fox can't just lean into that more and say, hey, look, uh, if streaming is really going to replace linear, we've already got the app. We've proven that we have the production. It's free for everybody. You don't need a cable subscription to log in and watch our content. So instead of going to channel 13 on your Xfinity cable box or your DirecTV, go to your Roku and download the app and you can watch the same Big Ten football right there. Yeah. Like that's what they're going to do. Why does it have to be Apple? Why does it have to be Amazon? It doesn't. And, and Apple and Amazon, like people just think that they're going to just fork over this bag of money and overpay. They're not. And we've talked no. about this for the better part of two years now, Garrett. Like neither one of those companies has ever overpaid, right? Like Google will pay a premium for things and then hope they figure it out. But Apple, Amazon, they don't overpay for things. They buy. You don't the become cheap. the richest company in the planet like Apple with like over a trillion dollars sitting in cash right. by being, you know, flippant with your expenditures. And, and just and, watch their acquisition history. None of them are are looked at as like, whoa, Apple, you overvalued that by three hundred percent. No, they take a very because both of them are big enough that if they see something and they can't get it at the price point that they want, their business model is to go build it themselves. And that's yeah. what they do, right? And if Apple wanted to buy Samsung, they would look at it and say, mm, nope, Samsung's too expensive. We'll build our own. And that's what's yeah. happened. And, and Amazon they, does that with everybody. And I did think about this with Apple that, you know, they're in the MLS thing. Apple has enough cash to where they could become a, a I. Apple could become on Apple TV, which Apple TV is still like, they are, they're struggling. They don't have a ton of subscribers. They do have great content. It's very high quality shows, but it's very limited in the, mm -hmm. like the number of shows that they have. Right. And, but they do have good content, but it's almost like Apple TV in a lot of ways is almost similar to prime video where it's like Amazon has this and it's an add on to having Amazon prime. And so it's kind of like a, the, it's like a loss leader. And I think Apple TV is kind of similar. Cause like every time you buy a new Apple device, you get like three months or six months free of Apple TV plus. And so it's kind of like this, Oh yeah. Like I was going to get, I was debating whether I wanted to upgrade my phone now or wait six more months. But if I get it now, then I can watch the new season of Ted Lasso that premieres in three weeks. Okay, yeah. cool. Whatever. It's like, that's how they do it, but they have enough cash to where if somehow, I mean, and they do do like the Friday night MLB stuff where it's like, you would have to cast such a wide net. And that's the thing. It's like ESPN is ESPN plus like the big 12 is going to have stuff on ESPN plus the big 10 and the sec, or I guess ESPN is not involved with the big 10 anymore in their new contract, but like the sec, they have basketball games on ESPN plus. It's like, they can they have such a wide array of sports and pushing things over that they can kind of start to slowly put stuff over get people enticed to where it's like okay like people are accustomed to going to the ESPN app instead of the regular app it's expecting to see everything there and so they can still fall into those other games but it's like when you're the only thing it's this weird conundrum where it's like the only thing if you're there's only one thing it has to be appointment viewing the same way that the Thursday night NFL game on Amazon is appointment viewing, but even then the numbers were like half of what they were on the NFL network the couple years before. And they, and they decreased throughout the year. Yeah. And versus like you're, there's so many things there where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get Apple TV because like 40% of the sports content that I would care about is there. So it's like, I can jump around within that thing. Like, yes, I may have the hurdle of jumping back and forth to an ESPN plus and Apple TV, but between the two of them, 
I've got every sport I could ever care about. So I'm fine doing it versus like, I'm not going to go like, I'm not going to go out of my way to f- download Pluto TV. So right. that way I can watch the free big sky stream. Yeah, exactly. And the last thing that I think is worth mentioning with these streamers that we haven't talked about yet, right? With Apple and with Amazon is they are banking on products that are already known and recognized internationally. Soccer is an international game. Baseball is an international game. They can deliver international, you know, they can go to Japan and air Friday night Major League Baseball games. And there's enough interest in baseball in Japan that they know who those game, like who those teams are. They know who a lot of those players are. Japanese people, Tokyo understands the New York Yankees. They're big Seattle Mariner fans, right? I mean, they they understand that. And you're taking, you're seeing leagues like you're seeing Ryan Reynolds take a fifth tier English league in Wrexham and make it an international team. So why can't Apple do that with MLS, right? It's a game that's already understood. There's a lot of international players who are already playing in the MLS. So it makes a lot of sense for somebody to take that and say, hey, look, this can become an international product. The NFL is investing in playing games in Europe. They've played games in Mexico. So it makes sense for Amazon to say, we have the ability to have an international distribution channel and you're doing the international marketing for us. You're trying to make football popular in Europe and in Mexico. Let us capitalize on that with you. Nobody is pushing the Pac-12 outside of the Pac-12 footprint as it exists today. So the value prop for a streamer is so dramatically different when you were looking at a regional university who plays an American sport so dramatically different than playing professional soccer that is internationally known and at least to some relative level internationally respected that you can roll out to 8 billion people across the world. Your target market for MLS games, if you're Apple, is every soccer fan in the world. Your target market for Pac-12 games when you're looking at potentially bidding is the alumni base of Oregon State and Arizona. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's the difference. That is such a different method. And it's such a different strategic plan for Apple when they're looking at college football content or for Amazon as they look at college football content than it is when they look at NFL content or MLS content, right? And it's a different it's a different paradigm, I guess. Uh, than ESPN has, where ESPN has 24 hours of programming that they need to fill. They they need tonnage. They need they need product to put on the shelves. Yeah. You don't have that with Apple. You need appointment viewing, or you need a international market that hasn't yet been tapped into. And the Pac-12 doesn't offer those right now. And, and with the international market with soccer, it's like everyone cares about this sport, and that's the primary sport they follow. And it's they're accustomed to following different leagues, similarly to like there's different conferences in college football. But the MLS is like, it's this budding thing that's operating in a completely different time zone. Right? Oh, yeah. Like it's, if you're watch the EPL in the morning, you watch M- in MLS at night and you can do both where the PAC 12 is like, they're in direct conflict and they complain like, well, nobody saw us because of these 9 PM kicks. That's the only thing you're good for, dude. Like that is it. And so the, you're competing against all these other, you know, even then and their TV numbers are not great, even though they are the only ones because people don't care enough. Uh, other than the the degenerates like you and me, yeah, you, the we are the only ones 
who care enough to stay up late to be like, dude, this freaking Washington State, Oregon State game is nuts. I'm going to stay up till 1 a.m. to finish it. Right. That's people, exactly normal, right. Normal people do not do that. And, and especially people on the East Coast. Yeah. It's if people on the East Coast, and if you are the type of person who's on a message board, you are living in an echo chamber because you are surrounding yourselves with people who feel that same way as you were. You are the ones to do that. So you cannot think that way. And that is that is the problem, right? And I think that is that is the main problem is you do not put yourself in the, your customer's shoes. I, uh, I look at it like this, to, to illustrate exactly what you're saying. I've been on Twitter now for 10 years. I have a pretty prominent voice on BYU Twitter, right? I run multiple successful uh, newsletters and, and, and websites. I've become, a, I'm on BYU Sports Nation. I've been on BYU Sports Nation multiple times. We have a podcast that's growing every week. Like I, I feel like we have a pretty good grasp on BYU football and we cover it as well as anybody else. I have 12,000 followers on Twitter. That doesn't even fill up the Marriott Center. Like that's how many other people are out there that may or may not even know that I exist, right? And so when I'm talking on Twitter and having conversations with people on Twitter, I'm missing the vast majority of the BYU market. I am talking to a very small slice and I think that I have probably more followers on Twitter than most message boards have, right? And so right. take my small slice that is minuscule small and divide that up even more. And that's what you get when you're having conversations on message boards. You're missing 99% of the market that is available to you. Yeah, it's, I mean, full circle before we hop off, I know you have another call, is this is the fact that this even realistically was said, not as a joke, shows that things are a mess. I know the Arizona, the Arizona State Athletic Director said yesterday, he was like, well, we got to talk about that. Because yeah. the quote that you're going to quote was very different than the No, I was going to do the given. full quote. I was going to do the full quote where it was, well, I think we're going to make up enough financial that everyone's going to stick together. But nobody knows anything. I can't. I, I can I make any promises? I can't. I can't promise you anything. Yeah. So he said everyone's gonna stick together, but I can't promise you everything. And it's well, and it was almost like a like the whole interview was like it's out of my control. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any answers for you. Everybody wants answers. I. It's not my decision. It's somebody else's. Like it. It read when you read the whole thing and listen to the interview from the radio show. It's like, well, this is a disgruntled employee who's pissed. But that one little snippet that went viral, like, yeah, that that sounds great. But the context of that interview was, whoa, things are not great. They're maybe even worse than we thought. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there just is there is no feasible way. And if you are the fan of a Pac-12 school and you're, you know the Big Ten doesn't care about you. They've already said their thing. The SEC is not coming out. They know what they are. The SEC is very deliberate and very slow in their expansion. They were the same 12 teams forever. They got USC and Arkansas. They waited 15 years. They got, or oh, 20 years almost. They got Mizzou and A&M. And then they waited a decade and they got Oklahoma and Texas. They only and, take big names with big fans and they do it very slowly. And, and big fans who are die hard fans right yes like the idea that they're going to expand west so that they could fill that west time slot the sec knows that they could put alabama versus tennessee on at midnight 
in Alabama, and they are going to sell out, and they are going to draw millions of viewers on Dude, TV. Every single church, every single church in Alabama would be like, "We are rescheduling our services because the tide are playing at midnight, and we yep. so we want everyone to get a good night's sleep before they come here." That and, is and, how they. And live. the SEC, the SEC is probably the only league that could go head to head with the NFL and stand a chance. Yeah, and they know that. Yes. They know that they could put Alabama and Auburn, they could put the Iron Bowl on Sunday, prime time, and they would probably outdraw whatever regular season NFL game is on that day. Yeah, and they they know that they are comfortable who they are. So if you are a fan of a Pac-12 school and somehow come across and have now listened 40 minutes into the show, if you are a fan of a Pac-12 team and you find out that your president and athletic director were not doing everything they could to get you off that boat, you know, to do what West Virginia did when Oliver Luck was there and when the Big East was falling apart and he was like, whoa, I don't know, the Big 12 is far, but I can't wait around for the ACC to to make up their mind and and maybe get left holding the bag. Okay, yep. You cannot, and I think that's why the Arizona school specifically, most of their fans are clamoring is because Arizona knows who they are. They're comfortable. They want to be better at football, right? They know that Kevin Sumlin, not great. And it set their program back a long time. But basketball, they know who they are in basketball. They're comfortable with their basketball identity. They're annoyed that nobody cares in the Pac-12 about basketball anymore. And it's just complete apathy in mo- both major sports. And they know, though, that if somehow, like, the Big 12 is not going to take everybody. And so they know the ACC doesn't is not going to get them. The SEC is not going to care about it. The Big 10 is not going to get them. The Big 12 is their only option. And so I've heard a talk to a lot of Arizona fans are like, they want the university president and the AD fired if they find out that it was like, no, we were content with the Pac-12 and we sat on our hands hoping that this deal would work out. You cannot do that in, right now. And it's it's going to take one or two. And the Arizona schools fit in culturally, brings them a good market. It's, you know, it, it fits. There's a reason that everyone's saying that Arizona needs to school because it is a logical expansion piece for the big 12. And so getting that, I, I just don't see how something doesn't happen, especially this. And even today, I don't, while we were recording, it was the same, I guess the Florida state board of directors or board of regents had a meeting today and the Florida state AD said, uh, at the end of the day for Florida state to compete nationally, something has to change going forward. Yep, And you said that Florida state is 15% of the ACC media deal, but they only get 7% of the distribution and that's not okay. And, uh, and everybody talks about the ACC's ironclad grant of rights, but here's how it gets beaten. Nobody, Florida state can't beat it by themselves. It, it, it is probably going to, uh, the grant of rights is buttoned up enough that they won't beat it by themselves. But if, Florida State files their own lawsuit. Miami files their own lawsuit. Clemson files their own lawsuit. Virginia Tech files their own lawsuit. The ACC won't be able to fight. That's how they expanded. Fourteen lawsuits. Each of the individual teams of the Big East, when the initial expansion in 2005, like BC, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, they all sued. Right. In Miami, they sued the Big East and said, okay, fight us. And the Big East was like, we can't do that. And you you don't know why the SEC won't go west? That's why. Because they know that as soon as Clemson and Florida State and Miami put up a fight, those three schools are a shoe-in into the SEC. There's going to be a fight for schools like NC State, North Carolina, because the Big Ten will want them too. But the SEC is going to get to choose. Their, you know, Five out of seven schools will probably be SEC-bound. That's just the way it's going to happen. 
it's the SEC can get four, go to 20. The Big Ten can get four, go to 20. The Big 12, you take four from the Pac-12, you take four from there. Everyone's at 20. And then, sorry, like in as soon as as soon as it becomes clear that Florida State or Clemson is going to leave, or, you know, they're going to leave and try to go to the SEC together, whatever it is, somebody else will blink. There will be another West Virginia who says, like, whether it's Pitt, whether it's Louisville, you know, NC State that says, in a similar situation to Arizona, we are a middle of the road program. We got to go. We can't like, if we wait too long, we will get left with nothing and end up in the American with ECU and Florida Atlantic and Charlotte. We cannot risk that. We have to go. So, I mean, I was kind of tired about the realignment thing and the seeing the PAC 12 doomsday articles every day, but I was filled with new energy when I saw <laughs> Brad McMurphy say freaking ion that between episodes of Murder, She Wrote and Bonanza and old family feud reruns, they're going to put on Pac-12 networks, like Pac-12 teams. Oh, it's beautiful. I hope it happens and it falls <laughs> apart. But Jeff, it has been a good episode. We are back in the saddle after both of us had our vacations. And until next week, Jeff, give them hell. Give them hell.